بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما إن شاء الله tonight we will start with a new series on the lives of the Khulafa Rashidin the rightly guided Khulafa successors of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the first of those Khulafa was the closest companion to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu anhu Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu anhu was a friend of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam even before the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam received his message and he remained a close friend and confidant and advisor to the Prophet ﷺ throughout his life. And he took over as Amirul Mu'mineen, as the leader of the believers after the passing away of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. Abu Bakr is the best human being ever to walk the face of the earth other than the Prophets. Of course, all of the prophets are greater than Abu Bakr radiallahu But Abu Bakr is the greatest man who was not a prophet who ever walked on this earth. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَا وَطِئَ الْأَرْضِ بَعْدَ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ خَيْرٌ مِنْ أَبِي بَكْرِ That no one has walked on this earth after the prophets, anyone better than Abu Bakr. So Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an is the greatest person who ever lived after the prophets alayhimu salatu wassalam. Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an he was born two years after the Amul Fil, two years after the year of the elephant. And in the Sirah classes we spoke about the year of the elephant that was the year that Abraha got his army and his elephants and he wanted to destroy the Kaaba. That year that that incident happened is known as Amul Fil, the year of the elephant. And that is the year that the Prophet Muhammad was born. Now Abu Bakr was born two years after that. He was born two years after the Amul Fil, two years after the year of the elephant. So that means he was about two years younger than the Prophet Muhammad Abu Bakr is commonly known by his kunya, Abu Bakr. But actually his name was Abdullah. His name was Abdullah, but he became more well-known by his kunya, which was Abu Bakr. He also had a few other nicknames. One of his nicknames was Atiq. Atiq, it means someone who is freed from the fire of Jahannam. When we say in the dua in Ramadan, you hear this a lot, Allahumma a'tiqna minan nar. Oh Allah, free us from the fire. So Abu Bakr was known as Al-Atiq. And there are a number of narrations which mention the possible reasoning behind Abu Bakr being given this nickname, Al-Atiq. One of the possible reasons why he was given this name is that when his mother gave birth to him when the mother of Abu Bakr Umm Al-Khair gave birth to Abu Bakr 
She had given birth to a number of sons before Abu Bakr. But none of those sons survived. They all died. So when Abu Bakr was born, she was hoping that this one will survive. All of my sons before this boy have died and I'm hoping that this one will survive. So she took this newborn baby to the Kaaba. And this is before Islam. So she took her newborn baby to the Kaaba and she made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She said, Allahumma hadha atiquka minan nar fahabhu li. She made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Allah, this boy is the one you have freed from the fire of Jahannam. So let him live for me. Allow me to see him live. So Abu Bakr radiallahu an, he did survive. And he was given the nickname Al-Atiq, the one who was saved from the fire. Another possible reasoning for this name, for this nickname Al-Atiq, is one of the synonyms for Al-Atiq is Al-Jamil. Atiq can refer to someone who is good-looking, who is handsome. And Abu Bakr was a good-looking person. So it is said that he was called Al-Atiq due to his handsomeness. This is one of the possible reasons. Another meaning for the word Al-Atiq, it means someone who is refined and distinguished. Someone who with age becomes more refined and more distinguished. And his attributes and his characteristics become better over time. So Abu Bakr even from his youth, he was known to be a good person, a person of high moral character a person of good personality and characteristics. And over time, those characteristics became more respected amongst the people. So because of this, he was known as Al-Atiq, the one who ages with distinguishment and the one who becomes refined over time. So this is another possible reason for Abu Bakr an being nicknamed Al-Atiq. Whatever the reason may be, this was one of the nicknames of Abu Bakr an, Al-Atiq. And his other very commonly known nickname is As-Siddiq. Abu Bakr As-Siddiq. As-Siddiq was the title given to him by the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, The truthful one who believes in the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who believes in what the Prophet Muhammad wasallam says. As-Siddiq. The one who believed without any hesitation, without any type of even thinking more about it rather he would believe as soon as the Prophet ﷺ would say something to him without even having a second thought if the Prophet ﷺ said it it must be true this was the attitude of Abu Bakr and this is what got him the title of As-Siddiq specifically the incident of the Isra and the Mi'raj when the Prophet ﷺ was taken from Al-Masjid Al-Haram in Mecca to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa in Jerusalem and then he was taken up to the heavens and he was shown many signs of his Lord and then he was taken back down to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and then he was returned back to Mecca and all of this happened within one night and when the Prophet ﷺ informed the people about this in the morning the kuffar of the Quraysh were laughing at him and mocking him and making fun of him but Abu Bakr radiallahu an, he said, In kana qala faqad sadaq. If he said it, it is true. If he has said this, then he has spoken the truth. He has spoken the truth. And when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was asked 
to describe Jerusalem and to describe Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. The Prophet ﷺ was giving these descriptions and as he was giving the description of what he saw, Abu Bakr kept saying, Sadaqt, Sadaqt, Sadaqt. You have spoken the truth. You have spoken the truth. You have spoken the truth. And then the Prophet ﷺ said to him, وَكُنْتَ يَا أَبَا بَكْرِ As-Siddiq. And you, O Abu Bakr, you are As-Siddiq. You are As-Siddiq. The truthful one, the truthful one who believes the truth when it comes to him. So this was a beautiful title that was given to Abu Bakr by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam himself. So Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu he was praised by many people. He was always praised by many people, but the greatest praise for Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu in a number of places in the Quran. In an ayah in Surah Al-Zumar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِي جَاءَ بِالصِّدِّقِ وَصَدَّقَ بِهِ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُتَّقُونَ And the one who came with the truth, وَالَّذِي جَاءَ بِالصِّدِّقِ The one who came with the truth, that is the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَصَدَّقَ بِهِ And the one who believed in it, who believed in the truthfulness of what the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came with. And that is Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. These people, they are the muttaqun. They are the people of taqwa. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised Abu Bakr radiallahu an in the Quran. Also Abu Bakr radiallahu an, he had the honor of actually being called the companion of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called Abu Bakr the sahib, the companion of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the Quran. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companion when they were in the cave, when they were in the Ghar Thor, the cave of Thor, hiding from the kuffar of the Quraysh, when they had left Mecca to make the hijrah to Medina, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this. He says, فَقَدْ نَصَرَهُ اللَّهِ إِذْ أَخْرَجَهُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا ثَانِيَ اثْنَيْنِ إِذْ هُمَا فِي الْغَارِ إِذْ يَقُولُ لِصَاحِبِهِ لَا تَحْزَنْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَنَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recounts when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu when, when they were in the cave and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to his sahib said to his companion and that was Abu Bakr the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him لَا تَحْزَنْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَنَا the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Abu Bakr don't be afraid don't worry don't be sad. Surely Allah is with us. Surely Allah is with us. Allah is with me and Allah is with you. What a great honor for Abu Bakr radiallahu an. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam on the day of Uhud, he was on the mountain of Uhud with Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman. Imagine this. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman radiallahu anhum they're standing on the mountain on the Jabal Uhud in Medina and the mountain it starts to shake these great men are standing on this mountain and the mountain starts to tremble it starts to shake and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to the mountain he said to the Jabal of Uhud Uthbut ya Uhud fama alayka إِلَّا نَبِيٌّ وَصِدِّيقٌ وَشَهِيدًا 
the Prophet said, Stay firm, Ya Uhud. Don't shake, Ya Uhud. Stay firm. Surely upon you is a Prophet and a Siddiq and two martyrs. The Prophet was the Prophet Muhammad himself. The Siddiq, the truthful one, that was Abu Bakr. And the Shahidan, the two martyrs, they were Umar and Uthman. So again, the Prophet referred to Abu Bakr as a Siddiq. What a great honor for this great companion of the Prophet Muhammad. So he was praised by Allah and he was praised by the Messenger of Allah and he continues to be praised to this day by the believers. Alright, let's start with a little bit family background of Abu Bakr radiallahu who were his parents how many children did he have the father of Abu Bakr radiallahu was a man who was known as Abu Quhafa but his actual name was Uthman the father of Abu Bakr he was known his kunya was Abu Quhafa but his actual name was Uthman just like Abu Bakr Abu Bakr was his kunya but his actual name was Abdullah his father his kunya was Abu Quhafa but his actual name was Uthman so Abu Bakr's actual name is Abdullah ibn Uthman ibn Amir. So the father of Abu Bakr, Abu Quhafa, Uthman ibn Amir, he was not a Muslim during the Meccan period of Islam. And he actually accepted Islam later on when Mecca was conquered on the day of the Fath of Mecca on the day of the conquest of Mecca that is the day that Abu Quhafa accepted Islam and when Abu Bakr radiallahu an made hijrah with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when Abu Bakr left Mecca to make hijrah with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam to Medina there was an incident interesting incident that happened with Abu Quhafa with the father of Abu Bakr at that time Abu Quhafa he was not a Muslim yet but Abu Bakr, of course, was. And Abu Bakr secretly left Mecca with the Prophet ﷺ to avoid being caught by the Quraysh. So Abu Quhafa, he was still there in Mecca and he was not a Muslim yet at this time. And when the news came out that Abu Bakr has left Mecca with Muhammad ﷺ, then Abu Quhafa was a little bit upset because Abu Bakr he had children that he had left in Mecca. So Abu Quhafa was saying, how could he leave Mecca? How could he leave his children? And he was afraid that, that Abu Bakr left his children without any money, without any wealth. How are they going to survive? So Abu Quhafa, he was kind of upset about this. Now when Abu Bakr radiallahu when he left Mecca to accompany the Prophet wasallam to Medina, he took all of his wealth with him. He didn't leave any wealth in Mecca. He took all of his wealth with him because he knew that in Medina, starting this new life, that they would need wealth, the Muslims would need wealth. And he was willing to spend all of that for the spread of Islam. So he took all of his wealth with him. He didn't leave anything with his family because he knew that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would take care of his family. He knew that. He had that complete tawakkul and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Abu Quhafa, the father of Abu Bakr, he was not a Muslim, so he did not think like this. He was thinking Abu Bakr, he abandoned his children and he didn't even leave them with any money. He didn't even leave them with any money. So Abu Quhafa, he went to Asma. 
Bint Abi Bakr, Asma, the daughter of Abu Bakr. That's his own granddaughter, Abu Quhafa's granddaughter, the daughter of Abu Bakr. And he said to her, look, your father, he abandoned you, he left you. And it looks like he didn't even leave you any money. He didn't even leave his children any money. What kind of person is this? This is the type of talk that Abu Quhafa was having with his granddaughter, Asma, the daughter of Abu Bakr. So Asma, she was a believer, she was a Muslim, alhamdulillah. And she didn't want her grandfather to be thinking like this. She didn't want her grandfather to be thinking like this. So what did she do? She took some stones. She took some stones and she kept them in the place where Abu Bakr would usually keep his money. Where he would keep his coins and his gold and all of that stuff. Asma, she kept some stones over there. And then she took her grandfather Abu Quhafa. She said, come with me. Now Abu Quhafa, he was an old man and he was blind. He couldn't see. He was blind. So Asma, she took him and she said, oh, my grandfather, come here. And then she said, feel this. Feel what Abu Bakr has left for us. So he felt it. And then she told him, these are pieces of gold that Abu Bakr has left for us. Our father has left us all this gold. Feel how much gold it is. A lot of gold. It wasn't gold. It was just stones. But she just wanted him not to feel bad. She wanted her grandfather not to feel bad towards Abu Bakr. So when Abu Quhafa felt these stones and he thought it was gold, he said, okay, okay, if he left you this type of gold, if he left you so much gold, then it's okay. He left you in a good situation, he left you in a good condition, and it's okay. And he felt some comfort and some rest over that. So this was Abu Quhafa, Uthman ibn Amr, the father of Abu Bakr Now as we mentioned, he took his shahada, he actually became a Muslim many years later on the day of the Fath of Mecca. On the day that the Prophet ﷺ came into Mecca as a victorious conqueror. So when Abu Quhafa was ready to accept Islam on that day, Abu Bakr, his son, he brought his father to the Prophet ﷺ. Now by that time, Abu Quhafa was a very old man. By that time, he was a very old man in his 90s. He was in his 90s and he had white hair and a completely white beard, an old man. So Abu Bakr he took his old father to the Prophet so that he could accept Islam with the Prophet And when Abu Bakr brought his father in the presence of the Prophet the Prophet sees this very old man who has come from his home to the Prophet He has made an effort to come from his home to where the Prophet was. And it's not easy for an old man like that to move around. And the Prophet ﷺ, he was full of mercy for the people. So when he saw Abu Bakr bringing his father, and he brought his father in front of the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ said to Abu Bakr, he said to Abu Bakr, He said to Abu Bakr, Oh Abu Bakr, why didn't you leave this old man, your father, in his home? I would have come to him. I would have come to him. You didn't have to bring this old man to me. This is the mercy that the Prophet ﷺ had towards the people. And then Abu Bakr see his respect for the Prophet ﷺ. He respected the Prophet ﷺ more than he respected himself, more than he respected his father. Abu Bakr said, Huwa ahaqqu an yamshiya ilayka min an tamshiya anta ilayhi. 
هو أحق أن يمشي إليك من أن تمشي أنت إليه That it is more befitting that he should come to you rather than you go to him You ya Rasulullah you are more deserving of honor and respect than my father So this is a beautiful incident that shows a lot of things It shows the respect and the honor that the Prophet ﷺ would show for the elderly and it shows the respect and the honor that Abu Bakr had for Rasulullah So Abu Quhafa, he accepted Islam on that day, Alhamdulillah. He said, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship except Allah and I bear witness that Muhammad ﷺ is the messenger of Allah. So now Abu Bakr's father is a Muslim. At such an old age, Abu Bakr's father accepted Islam. How happy do you think that made Abu Bakr? How happy do you think he was? Extremely happy that his father had accepted Islam towards the ending part of his life. Alhamdulillah, he accepted Islam before it was too late. So this is something that would make any son happy. And of course, it made Abu Bakr an very happy. But you know what Abu Bakr said to the Prophet after Abu Quhafa, after his father accepted Islam? He said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm happy, I'm very happy that my father has accepted Islam. But Wallahi, I would have been even more happy. I would have been even more happy if Abu Talib, if your uncle Abu Talib had accepted Islam. I would have been more happy if he accepted Islam than my own father accepting Islam. Because Ya Rasulullah, he was beloved to you and his accepting Islam would have made you happy. And your happiness is more beloved to me than my own happiness. This was what Abu Bakr said to the Prophet I'm happy that my father has accepted Islam, but I would have been more happy if Abu Talib had accepted Islam. For your happiness, Ya Rasulullah. Your happiness is more important and more beloved to me than my own happiness. This was the type of love that the companions had for Rasulullah They loved him more than they loved themselves. They loved him more than they loved their fathers and their mothers and their sons. This is true love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. During the Meccan period, Abu Bakr was a Muslim, alhamdulillah, but Abu Quhafa, the father of Abu Bakr, was not a Muslim yet at that time, before the Hijrah to Medina. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, during that period, he used to buy the weak and the poor Muslim slaves who were being tortured by their owners for being Muslims, he would buy those slaves and he would set them free. And Bilal radiallahu an is the most well-known example of that. Bilal radiallahu an was a slave. He was bought by Abu Bakr radiallahu an and freed. But it wasn't only Bilal. This, is, this was what Abu Bakr used to do. He used to find the poor Muslim slaves in Mecca. He would buy them and he would set them free. So Abu Quhafa, the father of Abu Bakr, he was not a Muslim yet at that time. He was seeing his son spending his money buying these weak slaves who couldn't really even do much work. They were not powerful, they were not strong. And Abu Bakr was spending his money on these slaves and then setting them free. So Abu Quhafa, he said to Abu Bakr, he said, look my son, if you want to spend your money on slaves, at least buy slaves that are strong that can do something for you. You are buying all of these weak slaves who can't even do anything for you. What type of investment is this? What are you spending your money on? This is a waste of money. This was the thinking of Abu Quhafa. 
And Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he said to his father, he said, I'm not looking for anything from them. I'm not looking for any type of recompense or reward from the people. Rather, I want what is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want the reward only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was the thinking of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, and this was the sincerity that he had. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about this in Surah Al-Layl. وَسَيُجَنَّبُهَا الْأَتْقَى الَّذِي يُؤْتِي مَا لَهُ يَتَزَكَّى وَمَا لِأَحَدٍ عِنْدَهُ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ تُجْزَى إِلَّا ابْتِغَاءَ وَجْهِ رَبِّهِ الْأَعْلَى وَلَسَوْفَ يَرْضَى That he will be saved from the fire of Jahannam. He will not be afflicted with the punishment of Jahannam. The one who spends his wealth to purify himself and he doesn't seek any reward from anyone except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this person will be pleased. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make this person happy. This person will be pleased. These ayat were revealed regarding Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised Abu Bakr radiallahu in many places in the Quran. Abu Quhafa, the father of Abu Bakr radiallahu he actually outlived Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr radiallahu died in the lifetime of his father. After Abu Bakr was the Khalifa for a couple of years after the passing away of the Prophet wasallam, then Abu Bakr radiallahu passed away. Abu Quhafa was still alive. He was 97 years old at that time when Abu Bakr radiallahu died. And Abu Bakr radiallahu died in Medina. And Abu Quhafa, he was still in Mecca. And of course, he was a Muslim, alhamdulillah, at that time. So when the news reached Mecca that the Khalifa has passed away, that Abu Bakr radiallahu has passed away, of course, Abu Quhafa was very sad that his son had passed away. He said, this is a very sad event that has happened. And then he asked the people, who has taken over the affairs of the Muslims after my son? And they told him, Umar ibn al-Khattab. Then he felt some comfort. He said, okay, Umar, he was a close friend of my son and he was a close companion of my son. Things will be okay, inshallah. So he felt some comfort at that. And Abu Quhafa, he actually inherited from Abu Bakr. When Abu Bakr radiallahu anh, passed away, his father inherited his portion of wealth, of inheritance from his son. But he didn't keep any of that wealth for himself. Rather, he spent it all on the children of Abu Bakr. Whatever, whatever he inherited from his son, he spent it all on the children of Abu Bakr, on his own grandchildren. Now, he lived after the death of his son for about six more months. After Abu Bakr radiallahu anh, passed away, Abu Quhafa lived for about six more months and then he passed away as well. Radiallahu anhu arda. He passed away at the age of 97 in the month of Muharram, in the year 14 of the Hijrah of the Prophet So this is a basic, basic uh, outline of the life of the father of Abu Bakr, Abu Quhafa. About the mother of Abu Bakr His mother was Ummul Khair Salma bint Sakhar, and she was from the early Muslims. She accepted Islam shortly after her son. Abu Bakr was the first Muslim from the men, alhamdulillah. And his mother accepted Islam quickly after him, shortly after him. So she was from the early Muslims. And this was an honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to Abu Bakr. That there are four generations of his family 
that are companions of the Prophet ﷺ. Four generations from the Sahaba, the parents of Abu Bakr, they were Muslims. That's one generation. Abu Bakr was a Muslim. His children, they were Muslims. And his grandchildren, they were Muslims. And they were all from the companions. The father of Abu Bakr and his mother, they were from the Sahaba. Abu Bakr was from the Sahaba. The children of Abu Bakr, or most of the children of Abu Bakr, like Aisha and Asma and Abdullah and Abdul Rahman, they were from the Sahaba. And there were also grandchildren of Abu Bakr who were from the Sahaba. The, the son of Asma' bint Abu Bakr, Abdullah ibn al-Zubair. He's the grandson of Abu Bakr. The grandson of Abu, of Abu Bakr and he is from the Sahaba of the Prophet ﷺ as well. So this is an honor that's only for the family of Abu Bakr. Four generations of Sahaba. The parents of Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr, his children and grandchildren. All from the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. Now Abu Bakr an, he had a number of children as well. He had six children. He had Abdullah and Asma. Abdullah and Asma, they were from the wife of Abu Bakr, Qutayla. Then there was Abdul Rahman and Aisha. They were from the wife of Abu Bakr, Umm Ruman. Then he had another son, Muhammad, and he was the son of Asma bint Umais. And then he had another daughter, Umm Kulthum, and she was the daughter of the wife of Abu Bakr, Habiba bint Kharija. So he had a total of six children. As for Abdullah, the son of Abu Bakr, Abdullah ibn Abi Bakr, he was the one who helped the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr when they were hiding in the cave of Thor. When they started the Hijrah to Medina and they were hiding in the cave, Abdullah ibn Abi Bakr, he would come to them and he would tell them what the Quraysh are doing now. He would tell them about the plans and the plotting of the Quraysh while they were hiding in the cave. This was Abdullah ibn Abi Bakr. And he died during the siege of At-Ta'if. Actually, he was injured during the siege of At-Ta'if. Uh, but he survived a little bit longer than that, even though he was injured. And he died during the Khilafah of Abu Bakr So he died after the passing away of the Prophet but from an injury that he sustained during the siege of Ta'if, during the lifetime of the Prophet So that was Abdullah ibn Abi Bakr. As for the daughter of Abu Bakr, Asma. Asma bint Abi Bakr, she was also from the great Sahabiyat of the Prophet She married one of the greatest companions of the Prophet Al-Zubair ibn Al-Awwam And they had a, a son who was from the great men of Islam The son of Asma and Al-Zubair Abdullah ibn Al-Zubair, one of the great Sahaba of the Prophet And one of the great men of Islam Asma, the, the daughter of Abu Bakr, she was with her son Abdullah ibn al-Zubair until Abdullah was killed by Hajjaj ibn Yusuf. Abdullah ibn al-Zubair, he was killed by the tyrannical ruler Hajjaj ibn Yusuf. And that was during the lifetime of his mother, Asma bint Abi Bakr. She was still alive at that time. And she was over a hundred years old at that time so very great woman and an honorable woman and her son was a great man as well as for the other son of Abu Bakr Abdul Rahman ibn Abi Bakr he didn't accept Islam early on he became a Muslim 
just before the Fath of Mecca. So during the whole Mecca period and during many years after the Hijrah even, Abdul Rahman ibn Abi Bakr had not accepted Islam yet. And he actually fought against the Muslims at the Battle of Badr. Abu Bakr an, he was fighting on the side of the Muslims against the Quraysh and his son Abdul Rahman was on the side of the Quraysh fighting against the Muslims. So in the Battle of Badr, we spoke about this before, there was father against son fighting. And this is one example. Abu Bakr was with the Muslims and his son Abdul Rahman was with the Kuffar at that time. But then later on, Alhamdulillah, just before the Fath of Mecca, Abdul Rahman also accepted Islam. Alhamdulillah. And he was actually the oldest son of Abu Bakr, Abdul Rahman ibn Abi Bakr. As for the daughter of Abu Bakr, Aisha radiallahu anha, she is very well known, Ummul Mu'mineen, the mother of the believers, As-Siddiqah bint As-Siddiq, the truthful one, who is the daughter of the truthful one. She was one of the greatest scholars of the Ummah, and she is the mother of all of the believers. So this is a brief background on the family of Abu Bakr, his father, his mother, some of his children. Now we'll get into a physical description of Abu Bakr. How did he look? How did Abu Bakr physically look? He was very thin. He was very thin. And he was white in terms of his skin complexion. He had a beard that was also white, but he would color it with, with henna. He would color it with this red coloring, so it looked red. He was somewhat taller than average, but not very tall, but a little bit taller than average. And he had thin legs, and he had a big forehead, a very visible forehead, and he had thin fingers with not much meat on them. So this was basically the physical description of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. So he was a thin man. He was a thin man. Even though he was physically very thin, still he was a giant from the giants of mankind. Alhamdulillah. So it's not about your physical stature. He was a thin man, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a great honor and nobility in Islam. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he was also very knowledgeable in the science of genealogy, in the science of ancestry. So anyone from the Quraysh, Abu Bakr radiallahu an, could tell you about their lineage and about who their ancestors were. So if anyone from the Quraysh ever had a dispute or an argument about ancestry and genealogy and this type of thing, they would go to Abu Bakr radiallahu an, and they would ask him to resolve that dispute because he was very knowledgeable in family trees and lineage of the people. Before Islam, Abu Bakr was a successful businessman. He used to do business and he was very successful in his business. He became quite wealthy by doing this business, alhamdulillah. And he was also known for being very honest and he was known for having very good manners. He was honest and he was known for good character and good manners. So the Quraysh, of course, they respected him highly. He was very highly respected amongst the Quraysh and they would seek his advice and they would seek his counsel for any big decisions they needed to make. They would also always make sure that they took his advice. They took his advice whenever they needed to make a big decision. Now he was a close friend. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was a close friend of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam even before the prophethood. Even before the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam received revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he and Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu were very close. They were good friends. And of course they both got along very well. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, they got along very well because they were both 
honest men who had good character. They were both honest men and they were both men of good character. So of course they got along very well. From the characteristics of Abu Bakr radiallahu an, even before Islam, even before Islam, Abu Bakr radiallahu an, he never drank alcohol. He never drank alcohol. And the reason behind this is once he saw a drunk man. Once when Abu Bakr was a young man, he saw a man who was drunk. And this drunk man, he was putting his hand in some dirty filth and then putting it in his mouth because he was drunk. So when Abu Bakr saw this and he saw this is the effect of alcohol on a, on a person, it makes a person lose their mind. They don't know what they're doing. They will humiliate themselves. So Abu Bakr being a man of good thinking and sound mind, he said, I'm never going to put myself in a situation where I would do such a crazy thing. So he made alcohol haram on himself. He said, I'm never going to drink this. I'm never going to do this. Alhamdulillah. He was a man of sound mind, as you can see. Also from the characteristics of Abu Bakr radiallahu an is that he never worshipped idols after he reached puberty. After he reached the age of puberty where he could think logically for himself, he never thought it made sense to worship idols. So he never worshipped idols from puberty. Once his father took him to a place, once Abu Quhafa, he took Abu Bakr, when Abu Bakr was still pretty young, he took him to a place where the idols were kept. And he told his son, he told Abu Bakr, these are our gods. So spend some time here worshipping these idols. He left Abu Bakr and Abu Quhafa left. So now Abu Bakr, he is alone there with these idols. And he was hungry, Abu Bakr was hungry. So he said to one of the idols, I'm hungry. I'm hungry, can you feed me some food? And of course the idol didn't answer anything back. So then Abu Bakr is thinking, look, if these are our objects of worship, if these are gods and I'm hungry and I'm asking him for food and he's not giving me any food, what type of object of worship is this? And then Abu Bakr took a stone and he threw it at one of the idols. And then the idol fell down on its face. The idol fell down on its face. Then Abu Bakr, he thought to himself, look, this thing can bring me no benefit, no harm. I asked it for food. It doesn't give me food. I throw a stone at it. I throw a stone at it and it can't even protect itself and it falls right down on its face. What kind of a God is this? This is nonsense. So from that point on, he knew that idol worship is false and he never worshipped any idols from that point. So he stayed without any religion for some time. He knew that idol worship was false, but he didn't know what the right path was. So he stayed without any religion for some time. One day Abu Bakr he was at the Kaaba. He was sitting at the Kaaba and he heard a conversation between two men. And these two men were Zayd ibn Amr ibn Nufail and Umayyah ibn Abi Salt. So Zayd and Umayyah, they were two men who had rejected idol worship. This is before Islam. But these two men, they said, worshipping idols, it doesn't make any sense. So they had accepted that there must be one creator who created everything. So they believed in Allah, but they didn't know how to worship Allah. So they were upon Tawheed, but they didn't have any organized religion. But they knew that idol worship was false. So they were speaking to each other. Zayd and Umayyah, they were speaking to each other at the Kaaba. And they were talking about a prophet. We're waiting for a prophet who is going to come. And he's going to show us the right path. He is going to show us the right way to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when Abu Bakr radiallahu anh, overheard this conversation between these two men, 
He thought that this makes a lot of sense. A prophet is going to come and he is going to show the people how to worship the one true almighty creator. So Abu Bakr he was very interested in this. So he went to Waraqa ibn Nawfal. Waraqa ibn Nawfal, he was a cousin of Khadija radiallahu anha. And he was a man also who had, who had rejected the worship, the worship of idols. He had rejected idol worship. And he had become a Christian. Waraqa ibn Nawfal. So Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu went to him to ask him what he thinks about all of this. So Waraqa told Abu Bakr, he said, yes, a prophet is going to come. There is going to be a prophet that is going to come and he will come from the Arabs. A prophet is going to come who will call to the worship of one God and this prophet is going to be from the Arabs. So Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he heard this and he found this to be very fascinating that there's going to be someone who's going to come from the Arabs and he's going to call to the worship of one God. So now Abu Bakr, he's ready for this. He's ready for this. He's ready to accept a religion of Tawheed, a religion that calls to the worship of Allah alone. And he's ready for a prophet to come from his people, from the Arabs, to follow that prophet, to know how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the heart of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, it's now ready to accept the call of Islam. And inshallah next week we will speak about Abu Bakr and his acceptance of Islam on the hands of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We'll speak about that next week bi idhnillah. Wallahu alam sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.